Hey, what's up? It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 4th of April, 2023. Oh, my word. It's been another stressful week, mate. Ah, I've got to admit to myself that the comedy festival is just... I'm stressed about it. Oh, yeah. It's been hard. I'm worried about um, moving overseas. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about all of this stuff. I've got no time. My girlfriend's not here. It's hard, you know? But here I am on Wednesday morning, late again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look at me, man. I'm a ball of festering negativity today. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. That's not how we're starting the day. How are you guys? Are you doing well? I'm going to have a little sip of my tea here and let's fucking get to the bottom of this shit. Oh, it's good. It's warm. Oh, you know what? On Sunday, I got up and uh, I got up. Do I remember getting up? No, that's just how I've chosen to start the story. Come on, Aiden. On Sunday, on Sunday morning, I, uh, to start my, no, I had like lunch with my management and all of the acts that they managed and that was nice and, and, and it was nice and, uh, beforehand I went to Padre where I get my ground coffee from to get some more ground coffee and I have my nice tin they do like a branded tin that you get your coffee in. It's got like a nice rubber seal at the top. It's It's got the Padre logo on it. It's just nice. It's just one of the items in my... Oh, I fucking come on. <laughs> it's one of the items in my life that I just... gives me a lot of pleasure. Because it just reminds me of the fact that coffee is something that I like take joy in every day and I um, it's like a, a small pleasure that I afford myself, you know. I went and I bought that coffee for it's 25 bucks for like a ground thing and now I've got it and I make it every day and it's nice. So I took my metal tin to Padre on the bike, chucked it in my bag. Got to Padre, picked some coffee. They like swish it out like the old, the leftovers of the old coffee there with the brew, with the brush. And I uh, ground up the new one. I like smelled all the different ones to pick the one that I was going to get. <sighs> sorry for yawning. I'm sorry for existing. Um, And then I sat down with the coffee. I did. This is crazy that I noticed this and remember it four days later. I noticed that when uh, who the the person like grinding my coffee up put the lid back on the tin, there's a branding on the top as well, and the way they put the lid on didn't line up with like the rest of the tin. Do you know what I mean? And I noticed that. Um, 
it's crazy that I noticed that. There's like a, there's not even a way that it a hundred percent definitely should go, but there's just a way that I like it to go every time. Um, and I guess you could say I'm quite particular. <sighs> so fuck, that's like three yawns. I got therapy today, thank God. Anyway, so um, homeboy puts the uh, lid on. 90 degrees off and I don't want to like in front of them like you know take it off and put it the right way so instead I mean I was going to get a coffee anyway I like ordered a sit-down coffee went to my table and then when I got to my table I took it out of my bag and I changed it to be the right way and I just like put it on the bench there and have my bag and oh, four Yesterday when I was in the toilets at a shopping center, some guy kept sneezing and it really annoyed me. I wanted to be like, shut the fuck up with your fucking sneezing. <laughs> it's like they can't help. I remember that Dimitri Martin joke, sneerings, uh, earrings are like, sneerings are like eases, earrings are like sneezes. One is okay, but 10 in a row is annoying. Anyway, so I put my coffee on the bench at Padre, get my long black, drink that. And then I go to um, the Buckstock lunch and uh, then I have that lunch and then I have my afternoon. I'm like doing some writing. I'm in the city. I uh, <sighs> I do my shows. I have a show at 6, a show at 6.15. I have my show at, 10, uh, at 8 past 10 because it's Sunday. 10 past 8. Fuck, it is early, isn't it? I can't deal with this. Uh, um, and then I see a uh, show, a couple mates, just like new comics from the scene at 10 o'clock. Jody and Ween's very funny at the Butterfly Club. Also from lunch, we got this amazing lunch. We were at Cookie um, in Curtain House, which I didn't know had food. I was very skeptical when they were like, we're having lunch at Cookie. I was like, are we? Fuck, all right. But the food was incredible. They absolutely nailed it on the selection. It was just like Thai fusion, which I maintain the word fusion in that just means for white people. Well, not even Thai fusion. It was like Asian fusion. It was just any Asian food, but made like to impress white people. <laughs> They kept bringing it out, though. It was awesome. We had barramundi. We had beef. We had pork belly. We had chicken. We had tofu. We had these pancake things. We had fucking sweet potato. All different sauces. Um, and so, and I was hungry as hell. And when I got to the show at 10 o'clock, their, their show was called At 10 p.m. And, uh... I was looking for somewhere to heat up the food, like a microwave in the city, but I just, I ran out of time after my show. What did I do? Was I sitting with friends? Yeah. I sat with friends and I was like, I've got this show to go to, whatever. Um, but so I finally left where I was at with my mates and, uh, went to the show and I looked for a microwave for a second. I was like, no, I don't have time. So I got there, 
get in the show and I don't have a fork even, but I just had to eat the food. I was so hungry and I was like, I want to go to a show. I haven't been to any other shows yet. So uh, I sat in the back of the room, opened up my food during laughs. I waited to laugh for laughs to like, because I got, sorry, I got takeaway food from Cookie. I got like a couple takeaway containers, like Tupperware plastic things and uh, waited till people were laughing to open up the plastic (laughs) so they couldn't hear. And then I ate rice and curried sweet potato with my fingers. Just a whole takeaway Tupperware container of it just with my fingers in the back of this show. And then and then at one point in the show, they were like, all right, now we're going to solve some problems from the audience. Does anyone have like a, a question they'd like to ask that we can solve? And I was like, hmm. I was like, what do you do? If you've got some food that you got in a takeaway container, but you don't have any cutlery to eat it with, and I can't remember what they said, and they were like, after a while, after a while, I was like, "This is a trick question," because it was me, and I actually already ate it with my, with my fingers. It, it was fine. I didn't. I don't know, man. I don't even know if I wiped my hands on my pants or what the fuck I did, but I just like, I licked my fingers clean, you know, and then I just air dried them. I think I just air dried them. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. The food was worth it. I did the whole container. I didn't have a half. No, man, I had all the food. Absolutely worth it. Um, and then I get home, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, ready for my Padre coffee, and I realize, to my dismay, ladies and gentlemen, that, and I kind of had an inkling about this, because I realized when I like emptied my bag out at some point in the day, I didn't notice at the time, but I remembered now in the morning, like, oh, my coffee totally wasn't in there. I was like, when did I lose it? Fuck, I have a whole day. But I called up Padre Coffee and they were like, oh, your coffee's here. You left it on the bench. I was so sad for you when you left it. And I was like, no. And here's how much of an absolute mess of a person I've been this week. It's Wednesday now. That was on Monday morning. Monday and Tuesday, I had zero time to go get it. I've just been... Running around, man, for the last few days, it's not good. I mean, when I'm doing, when I'm operating at this kind of level, fuck, man, at the start of the festival, I fucking said to my girlfriend, I'm going to meditate every day. Have I been meditating every day? Have I? Fuck. Because I'm just getting up and, I mean, even now, I just got up, I spoke to her for a bit and now I'm fucking... You know, I'm doing the podcast. I got therapy at 10. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Well, that's my therapist cancelling because he's feeling sick. Uh, whatever. Well, that's... I mean, I guess that means I've got a little bit more time. <laughs> Although I did say at the start of this, I've got therapy today. Thank fuck. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, whatever. Oh, mate. Mate, mate, mate. What else has happened this week? 
the show, I'm feeling, if I'm completely honest, the numbers, I'm just feeling like it's stick or twist. I had great shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Decent show Sunday, decent show last night. But Sunday and last night, both of them, the audiences were just kind of quiet. And I feel like I dealt with it well, but on Sunday I had reviewers in and I'm anxiously waiting for whatever reviews are going to come out to come out because I don't know if they're going to be good or, you know, and the audiences are kind of limping, limping on. Um, I would just like to be selling more tickets, but feels like where I'm at is the start of a journey where I teach myself how to sell tickets. I'm just learning. Um, and you know what I'm thinking? Like a part of selling tickets is that when the show happens, for everyone who's bought tickets, the show wants to be great. And playing to these rooms of like, last night I must have had 15, 18 in. It's just not, you know, it's not like the hot, exciting experience that I want it to be you want to when you walk into a room you want to see a room full of people and the energy being there and um it's just not that at the moment you know like 15 18 people in a room that's good they're paying attention but it's still it feels kind of quiet and it's just not the vibe that I want whereas Newcastle a week and a half ago 70 80 people in that room it's fucking hot, man. People get in there. They're excited to be there. Everyone's excited. So I kind of learned this lesson at the start of the year with my trial shows, but it's like when I do shows, I want every show that I do to be exciting, to be to have that vibe of like there's heaps of people here, this is a cool place to be, and we're excited to be at this show. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm reassessing the whole value of the comedy festival. I mean, it's it's definitely valuable. And I get to put the show on for a month. And, you know, there's this idea of like word of mouth spreading. But again, this year, I just, I don't know, is word of mouth spreading? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in a bit of a spot, aren't I? I'm in a bit of a stressed moment and I'm sorry for dumping that on you guys because you are the people who are listening to me and supporting me. All right, what am I going to do today? I'm really excited today because I'm going to record the first episode of my new podcast with my dear friend Milo Edwards. Um, as in the podcast is he's just the guest this time but the podcast is still not drunk and it's about drinking and we drink an alcohol-free beer and have a chat, review the beer, talk loosely about drinking and I'm, I'm very excited to, yeah, to do that. Um, I don't know what the podcast is going to be. I'm just going to try and discover what it is. Like All I know is that there's some kind of alcohol-free angle and the alcohol-free beers are involved. But I don't think we have to talk about that for the whole time. I would just like to have nice conversations with people who I think are funny. So that's what I'm going to try and do. And um, I've got one with Milo today. I've got one with Luca tomorrow, my friend Luca Muller. 
both great comedians. And then after that, I guess I'll just start booking other comics in and, and find out what it is, you know. I just got to be a bit bold and ask people who I look up to straight off the bat because I reckon they'll be happy to do it. That's what I I would like to do that. I'm, You know what? I'm stuck a little bit with where to record it. I'm recording it above the Belfry pub in Fitzroy. I've got a few like bits of time scheduled in there, but not heaps. I might call the guy who runs Voltaire and see if I can use that because I want a video recorded as well. So I want decent lighting in the room um, so that with the video I can like clip that up and chuck some short clips on TikTok or chuck the full thing on YouTube. I want to try and do this podcast right so I can launch it and have it be like a bunch of content. But again, I'm giving myself more work. I've got so much work. <laughs> I just keep coming back to this. The feeling of stress. The feeling of stress. Maybe that's the name for this week's podcast. The feeling of stress. The feeling of stress. The feeling of stress. Do, 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 do. The feeling of Oh, my phone doesn't listen to me because it didn't know. Let me even get capitals there. The feeling of stress. I made a new poster for my um, doco. Saturday, by the way, if anyone's listening who came to that, thank you very much for coming to the screening for the documentary. My, you, you had to be there, my documentary about the Edinburgh Fringe. You know what, man? That was a proud moment. I was bummed that no one was coming, like, you know, that I didn't sell heaps of tickets, that I owe money on the the event, all of that, but once I kind of got there and just admitted to myself, like, I'm losing, you know, 400 bucks on this event, whatever, but, like, just to be there, it was like, also, I have a film that I made showing at ACME, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, in Federation Square in Melbourne. How fucking cool is that? And a bunch of mates came and a few people who I didn't know also came. And then I had Alfie Brown and Laura Davis, two comics who I really look up to and respect, on as panellists and we spoke about The Fringe. And that part of it was awesome and it was so cool that they made time for me. Um, But also the the part of it that was the film like just watching the film again and i haven't really thought about it in a couple months because i've just been doing stuff you know and um it's great it's a great film i made a great film with the help of two very talented friends and i'm really proud of the work that we did and you know everyone who i interviewed and it's just really good And to watch it again with those fresh eyes after being away from it for like two months just was really like a good reminder of the hard work that we did and the fact that it's really good. And just I felt really proud. And a friend from New York has um, linked me to this thing called Film Hub, which I guess is like an independent kind of distribution channel for films like this. So you chuck it up there. Um, they use AI to help categorize the content that they get and then they, um, I think that like helps take the cost down, you know, 
and then they pitch it to a bunch of streamers all around the world and you get 80%, which is great because the cut that I was getting from my other distribution deal was 50% of the net, but still 50%. It's not great. So 80% of the profits go to me and that's good. Again, man, it's just like it's an exciting thing that's happening. So I'm going to chuck the film up on that. I think I was a little bit kind of distraught about the direction of, I was like, what am I doing with this thing that I spent 12 grand on? Is it just going to sit on a hard drive forever? But I've decided what I'm going to do with it is put it on Film Hub. Maybe I can even do that today now that I don't have therapy. Maybe I mean, there's another task that I can do. Here's more tasks. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I want to do straight after this, after I record this podcast? This is what I'm going to do. I've just eaten uh, breakfast. I'm going to put the podcast up. And then I'm going to get on my bike and ride and enjoy the ride. I'm going to go to Padre and I'm going to sit down for another coffee and I'm going to read my book and I'm going to get my ground coffee that I got the other day. And I'm just going to sit there for a little bit, maybe maybe 20 minutes and I'm going to read. <sighs> because I think that's what I need. I'm just going to enjoy that time. Maybe I won't. Oh, I'm not going to take my phone. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ride my bike to Padre, and then I'm going to sit there with my book, and I'm not going to take my fucking phone. Yes. Come on. That's a great idea. So the plan with the doco is, um, yeah, I'm going to chuck it on this film hub thing. Just see if it gets picked up by any streamers. That's the idea. And I'll leave it up there for a few months. I think the process of it getting picked up, they said, takes like two to four weeks, you know, for the first round of pitching, whatever. So I'll do that. And then uh, once that process like you know maybe i'll get maybe it'll get picked up by a few and i'll make some money worst case scenario maybe it doesn't and then in july at some point before the edinburgh fringe this year i'll chuck it back up online i'll just chuck it on youtube on like an on you know just on youtube and i reckon that'll be really cool and if i do that i can put it on a bunch of pages and stuff really properly try and share it to people so, yeah, I'm just excited for it to have a life, to just put it out into the world and to have people see it and have it just be another bit of work that I have online that I'm proud of. So that's that. And the podcast I'm excited about, that's good. I've got things in the future that I'm excited about. I want to, I'll, I'll tell you about a few other shows I've seen. I saw my mate Peter James on Wednesday night do his opening show, that was amazing, he's got this closing bit where he mimes and like a very feminine orgasm for like, mimes is the wrong word, acts out with words, with, with noises and stuff, but like, I reckon he does it for at least three minutes and he's slapping himself in the face, he puts his hand in his mouth, it's incredible, <laughs> it's really amazing and it's the closing bit of his show. And I think he's done. I think he might be done. So you may have missed him. 
Sorry, or maybe he's on just till the end of this week. I don't know. If, if he's not done, go see Peter James. He's at 9 o'clock at Belfry. And then I saw Jody and Weens, who are done at Butterfly Club. And then I saw Monday night, I saw Kyle Kinane. Dude, Kyle Kinane fucking rocks. What a hero. I've actually seen and got to hung out, hung, hungeth out with Kyle Kinane a bunch. Not hungeth out, but like... I emceed him on uh, Tuesday night at Catfish last Tuesday. And then on like Sunday. <sighs> Sorry. Some of my girlfriend's friends came to the show and we were sitting down. We had some beers and then uh, I went to see Jody and Weens. And as I was walking out... Uh, the lady who books Comedy Republic was there and she was sitting there with Kyle Kinane and David O'Doherty and the girls had just seen David O'Doherty and I like chatted to them for a bit, shook hands, did that. There was another lady there who's also a comic but I didn't recognize her, I'm sorry. And then I walked out and my girlfriend's friends had just seen David O'Doherty live um, and I was like, hey, there he was. I just fucking shook hands with him and met him and they were like, what? That was cool. That was like a fun flex. <coughs> um, so yeah, saw Kyle Kinane Monday night, saw Dan Muggleton Monday night, all great, but you know what, the find of the first week of the festival has been for me, my man Andrew Hamilton has a show called Jokes About the Time I Went to Prison, and it's just that, he used to um, own a pizza shop that was a money laundering operation for his um, mushroom selling venture. He was selling magic mushrooms for, I think he said like 16 years that he started out growing them. And then it was just like friends and then friends of friends and then friends of friends of friends of friends. And by 16 years, <coughs> it was just like a whole massive operation. And, um, he went to jail during COVID, spent some time in prison. It was just the best show, man. It was really funny and punchy. The dudes only started comedy like two years ago. Not even. Less than two years ago. And he's already got a show in the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And he's so funny. The jokes are so good. It's punchy. It's actually, now that I say it out loud, it's insane that the show is as good as it is. Because he's just started comedy. And I have to believe to maintain my sanity that the reason it's so good is because he just, I don't know, he's lived enough of a life and he's been thinking about this stuff for long enough in a way that he probably didn't realize was like comedic. But like, there's, I mean, I just, how the fuck does he have this show? <laughs> he was in jail. I think this time two years ago, he might have been in jail and hadn't started stand-up yet. It's just, you got to go and see this show, man. It's at 10.45 at Bar's Apothecary. So it's like, he's in fucking the middle of nowhere. He's in, at the latest time slot, in some fucking bar, like, on the edge of the city. And it's just, it's an outstanding show. I went with two mates... They both loved it. 
none of us i'd met him twice at a gig and i just got a good vibe off him and i liked his story about the mushrooms and stuff and i was like i gotta go check this show out oh fuck he was good man i don't want to spoil the show i don't want to do any of the jokes or whatever but it was just it was really punchy it was a great story but it was also just the right amount of like serious you know like whatever at the end if i could tell you to go see one thing this melbourne comedy festival let's see when he's on andrew hamilton andrew hamilton mickiff is he on for the whole run or is he just on he's just on for this week and next week right so last night was his second show that's fucking crazy as well so he's on Monday through Saturday, no Sundays. And oh, Saturday's got two shows, eight o'clock and ten forty. Right, nice. But the rest of it, I wonder if he's like doing this with management. Doesn't say produced by anyone. It's uh, in twenty twenty one. Andrew spent four months in two of Sydney's maximum security prisons for the commercial supply of magic mushrooms and LSD. He had a great time. One to watch the New South Wales Police. That's all there is about it. And I just, I felt so <sighs> inspired by his story. I felt really touched at the end of the show. Um, I felt like the message that he was sending out about about the way that we put people in jail and um, institutionalize people, the message that he had about that was just really heartfelt, but also not self-pitying and just delivered with this kind of factual i don't know man just go and fucking see it shit wonderful wonderful man wonderful show do i have anything else to say monday night when i went and saw kyle canane got high with a mate i got high <laughs> we went we went got high <laughs> yeah we just went down there and got high a little bit that's just what I'm trying to do sometimes. I like getting high. That's the thing. I don't like getting high. We got high. We smoked We smoked uh, some of Da Herb. And um, <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I can't just say we smoked weed. Uh, um, I like to get high. <laughs> so, <laughs> we smoked weed before the show. And I just did it because he suggested. I was like, yeah, I'll fucking do some drugs, man. I'm cool. Hey, oi, I'm cool. I'm still, you know, I, I do it. And then once we did it, oh, man, Kokanane, I was fucking sat behind. Do you ever have it like you're at a show and you're sitting behind some tall ass fuck and he's just being tall? Before in the podcast, when I said, I f I'm, I'm sorry for existing, that was a reference to something really nice that my girlfriend said to me the other week. When I can't, it was just, whatever, we were just talking about like people and she was like, they like that you exist and it was just very nice and it really kind of got me in a positive way in my heart that it was like, I guess, speaking to maybe what she'd perceived in me, which is some kind of like, level of shame that I carry around that if you think about it, it's just shame for just 
you know, existing. It's always apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. And it's like eventually just feels like you're being sorry for existing. And what she was trying to say to me was like, don't be sorry for existing. We're happy you're here. It was very nice. Having said that, and, and I don't think that anyone should ever have to feel sorry for existing, but having said that, this tall motherfucker sitting in front of me at Kyle Kinane, just being fucking tall. Oh, I hated him. He didn't do anything wrong. He's just a big boy. But I just wanted to fucking cut him in two places in the middle, remove that section, and then slot him down and sew him back together so that he would lose half a foot or a foot and then I could just see it. Just him. And we kept moving around side to side, you know? I'm like, why are you fucking moving around, mate? You're like a million feet tall. You can see perfectly well. Stop shuffling. Just fucking sit still. I was so angry at him. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I think I'm yelling. <laughs> I just... It's still fucking ten past eight in the morning. Um, and then like, you know... But also I was high. And I was just kind of annoyed at myself for getting high because... I was in my head a bit and I was like enjoying the show, but then I would, he would move and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm high. And eventually after about half of the show, I just got up and moved back and I enjoyed the show so much more after that. And then we went outside after the show and look, I'm, the, the show was great. I actually surprised myself the next day. I quoted like a whole 10 minute bit to my girlfriend. I remembered everything. So it was clearly great. And then after the show, there were all these comics there and I went outside talking to a few people and there was a group of comics off to the side. But I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't talk to you guys, man. I'm just high and I'm noticing and I'm thinking about what other people think of me and I just got to get the fuck out of here. So I said a couple of goodbyes and then just turned and went. And then I went to Dan Muggleton. And his show was also great and I ran into someone who I knew there, which was cool, had a chat to them. And by that point, I think what I've learned about being high, when I was younger, I used to always get high on drugs, on, on you know, pills and weed and stuff. But I don't know if I really loved it. Like maybe I just, I, just, I did it because everyone else was doing it. Do I really like the feeling of being high around other people, especially lots of other people who I don't know, but I'm kind of expected to talk to? No, not at all. It's uncomfortable. <sighs> I'd rather, I like being high by myself, but I also don't want to be high by myself all the time. It's just like a nice way to relax and unwind. But something that I've learned is I used to always feel the need to say when I was high. I was like, oh man, I'm high just so that, I don't know, so that people would know because I felt self-conscious about it. But Monday night when I got to Muggleton and I ran into someone who I knew and the person they were at the show with, I wanted to, a part of me was, I want to be like, man, I'm really high right now. It's hard to talk to you. But I was like, you know what? You don't need to tell them. It's okay. There's no problem with you being high. You didn't do anything wrong. So just buck up and have the conversation. Just have it. And it was kind of hard to sit there and talk to them and w not worry, like consciously make a decision to not worry about what they were thinking about me. But 
I did it. And I can hold my head high. I never told them that I was high. If they're listening right now, they're probably not. But if they are, I was high, mate. I was I was fucking plonkered. Anyway, look, I think that's the podcast for this week. What people have picked pe- pictures of people taking pictures. I've got a people taking pictures. What have I got? I've got one of some friends at that lunch, but I also have a better one of uh, the photographer, one of the photographers from Melbourne Comedy Festival, taking a photo of some of the staff out the front of Town Hall, and he's like down on his knee. It's a great photo. So that's going to be the photo for this week. Um, And the show, the episode is called The Feeling of Stress. And I think that's all I have to say, huh? This has been good. Thank you guys for being here and listening. Thank you for getting the podcast every week. If you haven't yet or if you're a new listener, by the way, hello. If you're still listening, give us five stars, please, on iTunes and Spotify. Get on there. Do I want to put a song this week? I think I do. Did I do Summerland a couple of weeks ago? I can't remember. No, nah, I'm not going to put a song this week. I'm not feeling a song. All right, that's the podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Bye-bye. <laughs>